You are listening to Tani Talks Radio, the sheer where we talk about the topic for the week for the audience members to keep. You can listen to us and enjoy all of our previous episodes on our podcast forums under the Tani Talks Radio slash Life series. You can hear us on Spotify, on Podbean, on iTunes, and Google, and the like. Otherwise, you could hear us every week here, God willing, at this time to hear about the topic for the week for the audience members to keep. I am Tani, and I am reachable at MaximumTEE7 at gmail.com. Questions, comments, suggestions, and the like, we're happy to hear from you. And of course, Baruch Hashem, I have different podcasts going on. We have the DAF, Perke Elvis OT, and Occupational Therapy One, in addition to this Radio One that we do on, on the live format, and we're able to hear you and listen to you as well at the maximum tee7 at gmail.com. So we are thinking about the idea of life, how it's often awesome to laugh in life and sometimes even to laugh at life, but it should be properly done. It should be done in the proper laugh forum. Hey, that's not funny. A lot of times laughing and humor is aimed at people, not for people. It's aimed at putting down people, not lifting people up, and it's missing a lot of the aspects. I want to talk about that and key us into a much better way to think about how in, how to go about humor. It's wonderful to have a sense of humor. But when a person has a sense of humor, that sense should be proper, should be aligned with the Torah and with different ideology, and should put us in the right format, that it could be an uplifting experience to help us feel more joy, not at the expense of someone else, not by putting else, not putting down anyone else, but by lifting us all up. Rumor has it that laughter is the best medicine. Where does that come from, and why is that so? It could be that the origins are from Shlomo HaMelech Sefer Mishlei in Perak Gedzayin Pasuk Chaf Bet. Lev Sameach Yitov Geheva Ruach Nechat Tiyabash Gerem. I might have said that wrong, I apologize. A joyful heart makes for good health. Despondency dries up the bones. Mishle also points out in Tedvav Tedvav, Kol Ani Raim Vitov Mishte Tamid. All the days of a poor man are wretched, but contentment, a good or a happy heart, is a feast without any end. It's therefore good for us, healthy for us, to be joyful, to be happy, to be full of humor. Hence, laughter really is the best medicine. When we lack laughter in our life, when we lack that laughing and the laugh in our life, the bones and vitality of our life is sadly missing. If we take humor and laughter out of the picture, it is easy to see life as dull, gray, lacking color, luster, or appeal, and God forbid we could come to despondency, lack of pleasure or motivation in activities, or involvement in goal-directed behaviors, which is known as anhedonia and avolition, which in turn could further spiral us downward to depression and really bad places, God forbid. Think about it. When was the last time you had a really good laugh? What caused it? Who were you with? How did it feel? How did it make you feel? What was your mood like then and for the rest of the day? 
When we have a good laugh, it makes us feel better. Humor is a wonderful conduit when used in the proper manner to help alleviate stress and tension. Humor is an amazing thing that was given to the world by Hashem. The ability and the experience of laughing feels great as well, especially when done with others. The idea of a laugh is fascinating. People can either love or hate the sound of another person's laughter, especially close people in your lives. Hopefully the sound of laughter of a person's laugh, especially a spouse, is truly very enjoyable music to your ears. I think about a comedy night that my wife and I had a couple of years ago and how nice it was to laugh together out loud with others from the shul and the community. It was kosher comedy, a kosher comic. Beautiful, funny, humorous, uplifting. No one was put down as because of it. It was kosher comedy, kosher, wonderful humor, and it was a wonderful night. I think about a Zoom comedy show we had in the past couple of years, how it felt so nice to just hear humor be a part of the show from the comfort of our couch, from our living room, from our house. I thought that was awesome. Great concept, great idea in theory. With such good laughs for us together, I thought about a comedy routine that my wife and I once watched on YouTube from a kosher comic. Also fantastic to just sit, enjoy, and be able to just laugh in life, at life, and different things that Hashem gives to us in life in a right way. But it is of the utmost importance to realize the humor should be proper and appropriate. It doesn't have to be slapstick to be funny. It shouldn't include vulgar words, phrases, or situations to be funny. It should not involve violence or pranks or hurting others to be funny. A truly good comic or truly good comedy does not need any of this Narishkeit nonsense to be good. Comedy can be hilarious and clean without hurting anyone or anything in the process. It just might take a bit more thought and a bit more work than the stuff that is out there. If you think about the radio or media or even the last century before the last few decades, there were ways to be funny in proper and good ways. Unfortunately, in recent decades, so much more often than not, the humor goes in bad directions or in demeaning, degrading, or mean ways. Kosher comedy exists and doesn't involve any bad words or situations or content. I wonder aloud many times why society thinks that shows can't be clean and funny. Nowadays it is almost an anomaly to find the clean, funny, kosher shows, although they do exist, A good comic or a really funny person knows timing, knows how to be funny without putting anyone down or using bad language or content. If a comic or a show or any media has to use those things to be funny, then they are really not funny at all. I repeat, if a comic or a show or a movie or an event or any media has to use those things, especially social media, which has gone terribly downhill in recent years, if a comic or show or media of any type has to use those things to be funny, then they really are not funny at all. 
Humor and laughter are terrific things, but they should be done and brought about in the right and kosher manner. The question is, though, why is comedy important? Why is laughter important? What are the real effects of laughter and what can it do for us? According to the Mayo Clinic, laughter has many benefits, including that it stimulates many organs, activities, and relieves and it activates and relieves your stress response and soothes tension. It could also help in the long run. It improves your immune system and can relieve pain. Increased personal satisfaction can also make it easier to cope with difficult situations. It can help you connect with other people and it can improve your mood. The question also becomes though, why and how does humor work? What is involved and what makes it feel good for the body? Harvard explains on the brain the Harvard Mahoney Neuroscience Institute letter Humor Laughter and Those Aha Moments Spring 2010 Volume 16 Number 2 Jokes Work Because They Defy Expectations The surprise aspect of these tales kicks in the frontal lobe search for pattern recognition Humor is an evoked response to storytelling and shifting expectations. Laughter is a social signal among humans. It's like a punctuation mark. But as any comic will tell you, timing is everything in a joke. The setup gets us thinking in one direction, then the punchline comes and jars us into realizing there is a completely different way to interpret the situation. The contagion of laughter, Marcy says, the person involved in this article, suggests that patients felt that the emotions they expressed were being validated. It also supports the notion that empathy is a shared experience, that laughter is catching is a reason that tele- television sitcoms use laugh tracks. Tape laughter invites audience participation. It happens to me over the years, different shows that my wife and I found together, when it doesn't have a laugh track, I actually like it better. I don't like when they force you and tell you when you're supposed to laugh. I'll laugh when I want to laugh. Don't tell me when to laugh. That's a side note, a personal point. But laughter may also confer health benefits. For the past 40 years, studies have shown that good, hearty laughter can relieve tension and stress, boost the immune system by reducing stress hormones and increasing the activity among immune cells and antibodies, and help reduce the risk of heart attack and stroke. By improving blood flow and blood vessel function, laughter and humor can be a tonic for the brain as well. So we see why and how laughter and humor can work. But let us take a step back and look at what humor really is and how it is used and defined. How is it used and defined? According to Wikipedia, humor, American English, see spelling differences, is the tendency of experiences to provoke laughter and provide amusement. People of all ages and cultures respond to humor. Most people are able to experience humor, be amused, smile, or laugh at something funny, such as a pun or a joke, and thus are considered to have a sense of humor. Though ultimately decided by personal taste, the extent to which a person finds something humorous depends on a host of variables, including geographical location, culture, maturity, level of education, intelligence, and context. In terms of laughter, Wikipedia explains... 
Laughter is a physical reaction to humans consisting usually of rhythmical, often audible contractions of the diaphragm and other parts of the respiratory system, resulting most commonly in forms of hee-hee or ha-ha. It is a response to certain external or internal stimuli. Laughter can arise from such activities as being tickled or from humorous stories or thoughts. Most commonly, it is considered an auditory expression of a number of positive emotional states, such as joy, mirth, happiness, relief, and the like. On some occasions, however, it may be caused by contrary emotional states such as embarrassment, surprise, or confusion, such as nervous laughter or courtesy laugh. Age, gender, education, language, and culture are all indicators as to whether a person will experience laughter in a given situation. Some other species of primate, like chimpanzees and gorillas and orangutans, show laughter-like vocalizations in response to physical contact, such as wrestling, play-chasing, or tickling. Laughter is a part of human behavior regulated by the brain, helping humans clarify their intentions in social interaction and providing an emotional context to conversations. Laughter is used as a signal for being part of a group. It signals acceptance and positive interactions with others. Laughter is sometimes seen as contagious and the laughter of one person can itself provoke laughter from others as a positive feedback. The study of humor and laughter and its psychological and physiological effects on the human body is called gelatology. Gelatology. I don't know if you knew that, but it's called gelatology. There's always a time to laugh, but it should be in the right place and the, at the right moment. Kohalas mentioned this in Shlomo HaMelech's words in Paragimel Pasuk Dalad and Paragbet Mishnah Bet. In Paragimel Pasuk Dalad, it says, Ace Livkos ve Ace Lishok, Ace Sephod ve Ace Rakod. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. In Parak Bet, Mishnah Bet, Martim Halol. I said of lave laughter, it is praiseworthy. A lot of elements in life has to do with timing and placement of things. Don't laugh when your friend is down. Don't cry when you're supposed to be laughing. These two elements of laughter and humor are things that should be in our lives as much as possible, but only in the right ways. I myself have friends who are comics and am a very big fan of an ama- of amazing from comics. The idea of kosher comedy and the Jewish kosher comic was highlighted in Jewish Action, the magazine of the OU, where it talks about the idea of kosher comic and the kosher comedy in an article called Kosher Comedy, the Rise of the Orthodox Comic that comes from JewishAction.com slash Jewish-world slash kosher-comedy-the-the rise dash of dash the dash orthodox dash comic jewishaction.com slash jewish world slash kosher comedy the rise of the orthodox comic basically is what you'd be looking for a fascinating article talking about kosher comedy there are tropes of orthodox performers like underdues in Israel and the big machers in the states there's an orthodox comedy club in Jerusalem founded by Rochester born Ola David Kalimnik I hope it's still around I'm not sure I know this article is from a few years ago YouTube is a major factor. It's opened up a new venue for many funny from people with thespian inclinations. Online, there's a growing number of kosher videos, more and more expressions of performers' creative instincts. There are also more places for aspiring Orthodox individuals to perform, shuls and schools that recognize the spiritual power of some humorous words. 
more venues that look to book clean comics, more comics who guard the cautious of what goes into their mouths and what comes out. There's a person that's highlighted in the article called Mr. Gluck, and he talks about the idea how anyone can work non-clean, he says. Not everyone can perform clean. It takes a lot more work and a lot more talent, I believe, but it is possible. His challenge is to find performers who are both clean and funny. Kosher comedy allows from Jews to enjoy a night out without having to worry about compromising their principles. Humor is an obvious vehicle. Comedy is the path of least resistance. Another person in the article talks about Mr. Kramer. It's the best way to give Musser rebuke in a way that is not condescending. It's an effective tool. And the world was changing. The Orthodox community now sees comedy as an outlet. It's definitely good for us not to take ourselves so seriously. Another comic, Mordechai Shmutter, who's a very funny writer, happened to have read many of his articles, and he has books as well. Orthodox comedy allows us to have similar... Okay, everyone's going through that relief for things like Pesach cleaning coming up just in a few weeks here in 2023. And Mishloch Manos stress we just had a couple of weeks ago, helping kids with their Chumash homework. There is a stigma to comedy that is somehow late sunness, frivolous joking, and displays a lack of serious. Another person quoted as Lieber says, late sunness doesn't mean being funny. It means ridiculing proper moral positions. We don't do that in our show and many other shows. It doesn't do that either. As for always being serious, the Torah doesn't command this or demand this at any level. Proponents of humor in the Orthodox community cite some well-known sources. We'll talk about this in a few minutes. The story of the Talmudic sage, Rabbah, starting each lecture with a joke. The story of Elijah, Eliyahu Anavi, one of my favorite prophets in all of Tanakh, pointing to two jokesters in the marketplace who are destined for a share in the world to come. Also, we'll look at that in a few minutes, God willing. The statement in a Kohalas that there is a time to laugh, like we spoke about before. There's nothing as destructive as depression, and humor is an effective way to counter it. As Rabbi Torsky Aleva Shalom points out in many books, including Smiling Each Day, he, has, he served for decades as a psychiatrist, incorporating humor into his practice when he thought it was proper in his days. His guidelines were, don't offend, don't ridicule. If it's appropriate humor, it can be inspirational. And Rabbi Bochwald also talks about this, highlights this, don't bring offending anyone or ridiculing anyone into it. It can be appropriate, it can be inspirational, it can be helpful and uplifting, and it doesn't have to put anyone down. Alabama explained that the Rebbe always said if you could take something mundane and ordinary and turn it into something kosher, acceptable and clean, you're doing something great. A mitzvah. Kosher comedy is able to be involved. Halacha is the ultimate guide. We most definitely convey messages and therefore, modesty is maintained as they go about in these kosher comedy clubs and kosher comedy outlets. Modesty is maintained in both dress and language. Topics are also generally benign. It makes the job of writing material a thousand times harder, but gives a platform to show Jewish viewpoints in humorous ways. Unconnected Jews can see that being observant doesn't prevent a comedian from being cool, quick-witted, and with it. One of my good friends from many years ago over the years, Ellie Leibowitz, is an excellent, excellent kosher comic. He got his start way back in the day when we were in YU together and Yeshiva University all the way back in 2008 to 2011 when we had the 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 comedy stand-up night for Camp Hask and we raised Baruch Hashem good money over the years. He was one of the winners and went on to do great things. I also think of Mordechai Shmutter, not a friend of mine, but an excellent, excellent writer and um 
There's uh, I forget his name offhand, but Ash, Ashley Blaker is an excellent, excellent comic. Very, very funny comic. He too does really, really funny stuff. Always kosher. He's always on the ball. Was a big factor in BBC. I'm not sure if he still does that. Also had a podcast. Really good comics. Really funny people, and they don't have to go any way but the straight and narrow. Very funny. Very clean. Very with it, and very awesome. And we know that the sources tell us all over the place that humor is an excellent aspect to be involved in life. As we talked about earlier, the Gemara in Shabbos 30b, Lamed Bet, talks about Kihad Rabbam Mikafe de Fasach Lehuv Rabbanan, Amar Milsa de Bedechusa Ovedachi Rabbanan, Lesov Yasev Emosov Fasach Bashamata. Rabba, before he began teaching halacha to the sages, before he began a shir, basically, he would say something humorous and the sages would be cheered. That's like a Rebbe starting off with a funny joke for the day and then getting involved in the shir, in the lecture. You know, when I was in Rabbi Rap shir many years ago in Yeshiva University in BMP for a couple of semesters after I was in YP for a semester, he was very, very funny rabbi. So a lot of times, even though he taught us great things in Torah, there's also a lot of laughter and humor that was involved in the shir as well. Rabba would start his shir with something humorous and they would be cheered and then ultimately they would sit and be involved in the halacha. The Gemara talks about also in Tanis, Chaf Bet Amad Aleph, Elijah, Eliyahu, and the two jesters. Adahachi vahachi as os aso hanach tre. Asi amrle hanach nami bene alma de asi ninhu azul gabaihum. Amrlhum mai uvdachayu. Amrle inchi buduche anan. Mavdechinan atsive inami ki chazinan ki betre de aslehu tir grab hadaihu. I apologize, but the source, the Gemara I found, did not have Nikudos, so hopefully I didn't badger that. But two brothers came to the marketplace. Eliyahu said to Rabbi Broker, who were looking around, These two have a share in the world to come. Rabbi Broker went over to them and said to them, What is your occupation? They said to him, We are jesters. We cheer up the depressed. Alternatively, when we see two people who have a quarrel between them, we strive to make peace. It is said, for this behavior one enjoys the profits of his actions in this world, and yet his reward is not diminished. In the world to come, he gets the world to come. The founder of Eishat Torah, Rabbi Noah Weinberg, beautifully explained the idea of humor and laughter in this world. It comes from Rabbi Noah Weinberg's 48 Ways to Wisdom. Way number 21, laughter is serious business on Eish.com. Jokes have the power to grab our attention and focus our mind. Laughter can snap us out of melancholy, put things back into perspective, and provide the momentum to make the best of life. Laughter is when the unexpected occurs. A toddler puts on her father's big shoes, and we laugh. When two contrary elements are juxtaposed, the sudden surprise catches us off guard. The more unexpected, the funnier it is. The thing is, though, that we should use laughter and pinpoint the laughter in certain aspects that are functional and helpful to direct us in our life. We should laugh to put life in perspective. Laugh at your problems, making something big out of a small thing. Wouldn't it be the worst thing in the world if I got a 42 on this test and I'll remember it for 42 years to come? No. We should laugh to diffuse tension. If you're nervous about taking a test, just like the example, laugh about it and say, so what if I fail? Maybe I'll break the world record for the lowest score. That sort of joking will relax you and make you more likely to pass the test. 
We should laugh at insanity, not at a person who is crazy, but at crazy ideas. Dying for success, people wasting their life for money, or materialism that won't come with us, for example. But remember, there are abuses of laughter, and we talked about this in the beginning, like ridicule. Do not laugh at people. Laugh with people. Ridiculing someone hurts his soul. It's embarrassing. It makes him feel worthless. When you say something like, God forbid, you are a bozo, a nothing, things like that and much worse. Ridicule is the most terrible way of hurting another human being. People feel this deeply. Another abuse of laughter is excessive laughter. Laughing for laughter's sake is just an escape. Jokes alone don't equal happiness, and too much laughter gives an artificial feeling of joy. You can have a great time at a two-hour comedy show, but experience an empty feeling afterward. That's because you got worked up high, but it wasn't real. And the reality always comes back. Another abuse of laughter is negative laughter. Certain types of laughter, like cynicism, sarcasm, or a nervous laugh, reveal a more deep-seated emotional problem. Non-clean jokes especially are problematic. Abuses of laughter also include off-limits. There's an old saying, never laugh at motherhood or God. That means to say don't be disrespectful by laughing at serious subjects. Never poke fun at idealism. If someone is giving up material pursuits in order to serve the needs of others, don't snicker and say, nice guys, finish last. You've injected a destructive energy into society. This is serious and you've got to keep it serious. So why is laughter a way to wisdom? Rabbi Weinberg Zetzal points out to us because you should use laughter to keep your troubles in proportion. You should realize they're not as bad as they seem. Life is not problems, it's opportunities. Laughter dispels gloom, depression, worry, pain, and aggravation. Use it as a quick way to snap back into action. Use laughter consciously and in a measured amount. Aggravation and suffering sap our strength. Laughter brings out cheerful relaxation and gives you new energy. Laughter destroys everything in its path, for good and for bad. That's why you must use it in a good way. And laughter taps into the deeper reality of God's interaction with the world. Humor and laughter thus can be a wonderful tool to make the world a better place, a more happy place, a more full of light place. But it must be done in a proper manner, just like everything else. If we could look into how to properly use the idea of comic relief, then we could feel a little more brightness and comedy around us. There are also different sources that talk about the idea of how we could raise things up. The Flames of Faith, Shalhevet Shalamuna, talk about Enjoying comedy can be something that can be raised, as the, the Talmud talks about when we talked about Rabba introducing the lesson with the jokes. But those who use comedy to waste time or, or to think about or envision the wrong ways about going, do, going to go about doing things or wasting time, that is rendering it in a bad path. And the Shalavet Shalamun also talks about that when you use it in the right way, jokes can increase in divine feelings within the students and the sparks within the klipa can be redeemed. But don't use it in the wrong way. Use it in the right way. Avos Nasan points out in Chavav Aleph, Rabbi Akiva would say a sense of humor is offense for honor. 
a sense of humor is a fence for honor, but using the humor in the right way. And the Agados HaYehudim talk about that you have to make it your purpose in life to dispel discontent and sorrow by using good jokes and cheery humor and cheery disposition. Someone who has a good sense of humor and uses it for good ways can really accomplish a lot of things in life to help lift up other people when used in the right way, in the kosher, clean, comic kind of a way. Safe Hari Karm talk about if you bear trouble in good humor, like one who digs for a hidden treasure, you will understand the fear of Hashem. The Shalhavet Shalomun also points out that the humor attached and subordinated to a Torah goal, relaxing students to facilitate more effective learning of Torah, allows more attachment to Torah, allows more the cobbling of accepting and bringing in Torah into your life. So humor should be used in the right way to help those around you feel better and more relaxed. The Sefer Hikaram talks about how Avraham also stood his test and tests joyfully and with good humor, and the Torah calls him an array, a, a, a friend, a chaver. And when people are able to accept life and not not take things too serious, not taking themselves too seriously, not taking life too seriously, that's when you can have good humor in life and to accept what comes to you in life. Of course, it doesn't mean nonsensical humor or vulgar humor or humor that is demeaning or degrading or mean on any level, as the Orchot Sadiqim points out. It should be the proper way when used in the path of the Torah to cause the heart to rejoice. Avodah points out, Gemara Avodah Hashem himself one day will make sport of the Gentiles, will laugh at them, saying that he's sitting in the heaven and will take care and look forward to the day when there is the ultimate redemption. There is no making sport for Hashem, but on that day alone, when hopefully the redemption will come in the future. Meaning that we should greet life with a laugh as a way to take whatever comes at you with stride. Laughing things off with cheer can cause us to chase away stress when viewed from the standpoint of humor. We know that when Avram and Sarah talked about when Yitzchak is coming, that's the whole essence of his name. Vayipol Avram al panava Yitzchak and Barashas Yitzayin Yitzayin and Sarah herself also vatitzchak Sarah bekerba and Yudchet Yudbet in Barashas Sarah laughed herself and in Barashas Chaf Aleph Hashem talks about the idea of what to call the child and tells him what to call the child. Vatomer Sarah Tzachok Asali Call Hashem Yitzchak. Lee, we already see his name coming up. Sarah herself talks about how Hashem brought laughter. Everyone will laugh for her. Rashi talks about, and I stand corrected, not Hashem saying that, but Sarah herself laughing to herself. Rashi talks about on that pasuk of of Sarah thinking that everyone will have laughter. The Medrash Agada says many barren women were remembered with her. Many sick were healed on that day. Many prayers were answered. There was much laughter and happiness in the world. And why was Yitzchak named that? Because of the essence of the fact that they were relieved and overjoyed and full of laughter when they heard about this. Ukra et Shmo Yitzchak. In Yud Zayin Yud Tet. You have to call his name Yitzchak because it was based on the laughter. But the Orchaim points out something interesting in Paragil Chet Pasikid Gimel. Hashem's reaction shows a hint of why he took exception to Sarah's laughter, whereas he did not react at the time to Avram's laughter. A close examination of the text revealed that Avram relaxed with laughter at the time he received the message. 
When Hashem said, Lama Zachaka Sarah, he emphasized that Avram that this laughter of Sarah was objectionable, whereas Avram's at the time did not bother him. And Orach HaSadikim also points out that in the view of Hashem's, of the explanation of Hashem's reaction to the nuances of Sarah's laughter, we see that Hashem indeed spoke the truth concerning what Sarah had said. After she had her youthfulness returned, her laughter was no longer one of derision or disbelief, but one of joy. So Hashem altered the wording of the sake for the sake of peace, the sake of shalom bais, but was happy with one laughter and upset with the other because laughter from happiness is good, whereas laughter from incredulity disbelief is not so good. Laughter as a response to good news is great if done in the right manner, such as Avraham's laughter. And that's why the Tosefta and Barachos talks about don't be afraid when laughing. Don't be afraid when crying because there is a time for crying and a time for laughing if you use it in the right place in the right time. And the Gemara in Shabbos 149b talks about also Rav Yochanan says all the days of the life of that wicked man, Nebuchadnezzar, laughter cannot be found in the mouth of any creature. The whole earth was at rest, was at quiet, they didn't sing. There was no song and no laughter at that time because sometimes when times are dark, times are rough, and times are very, very tough, it's hard to have any laughter. But is our mission, one of our missions in this world, to bring light into this world, to bring humor and laughter into this world, to bring the element of good nature into this world, into our own days. Gemara talks about an era of in 65b, Rabbi Eli said, there's a true character ascertained in different aspects when a person looks at his cup, in his pocket, and in his in his chaos, in his, in his anger. Really, it's the cup, the wallet, and the anger. Those three aspects we really see where a person comes out, his real nature. But some say that a person also reveals his true nature in his laughter. A joyful person, a person who has a sense of humor or laughter, smiles on his face, is someone to try to be around, to try to be that kind of person with an essence of your nature. That we even think about the idea how Rabbi Akiva himself had laughter in his presence. You know, all the sages are walking around the ruins of the temple, and the fox runs through the Kodesh Agadashim, the holiest place on the entire earth. Two of the sages are crying, breaking down crying, and Rabbi Akiva is laughing. And the story goes in the Gemara, they turn to Rabbi Akiva and they say, Why are you laughing? Rabbi Akiva says to them, Why are you crying? They say in a place where there was, you know, the great holiness and our enemies destroyed it and a fox is running through it like it's a regular field. We shouldn't be crying. And Rabbi Akiva said, you know, there were two prophecies that are linked. One prophecy talks about destruction. One prophecy talks about redemption. And I never knew why they were linked. And the fact that they are linked shows that one has to come after the other. If the first one came true and we saw the destruction, then the second one must come true. And and in in the future there will be children playing in the streets of Yerushalayim and the, the old will be sitting and, and joyful and laughing. And since the first one was fulfilled, I know the second one will be fulfilled. And the sages actually say to Akiva, Akiva Necham Tano, you really consoled us. In general, Rabbi Akiva has an amazing optimism. God willing, we're going to talk about that again. That awesome aspect of optimism that we talked about many years ago of Rabbi Akiva himself. Hopefully we'll talk about that again. But even in another case, Rabbi Akiva is around in Yoma 38a where they're in a house. They go out to the field to collect herbs and... Rabbi Akiva is laughing again and they say, why are you laughing? And 
Rabbi Kiva says, because Hashem will restore us in the future, we'll be honored again. And I'm laughing because that will come true in the future. So when they go and they and they go about and they see these things, we see that you could use laughter to console yourself. You could use laughter pro- to propel yourself. And Gemara Makos also talks about in Chafdal at Amad Aleph to, to Amad Bet, you know, when it talks about exile and hope for redemption, the Gemara talks about how Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Eleazar, Rabbi Yeshua, and Rabbi Kini, Rabbi were walking on the ward and they heard the sounds from Rome, a distance of 120 mil. The city was so large, it would hear its tumult from a great distance. The sages again wept, and Rabbi Kiva was laughing again. They said to him, what are you laughing? And he said to them, why are you crying? They said, these these non-Jews who bow to false gods and burn incense dwell securely and tranquilly while we... Have our temple burnt in ashes and we're all exiled. We should not weep. Rabbi Kiva says to them, that's why I'm laughing. If for those who violate his will, the wicked, it is so, and they're rewarded for the few good deeds they do. For those who perform his will, Hashem's will, all the more so will they be rewarded. And then you think about that story of the fox we talked about a few minutes ago. Rabbi Kiva has the great presence of mind to laugh. When others seem to see bleakness, Rabbi Kiva sees optimism and sees positivity and laughs because he knows what will come in the future. Rabbi Kiva is an amazing, charismatic personality that bears mentioning that hopefully we'll talk about again in the future. But sometimes it's really all about our reaction, our responses, and our outlook to put a positive spin on things. We can have the same stimulus. We can't control it. But we can control our responses with using humor. The Tehillim talks about in Kuv Chav Vav, We say this all the time in benching for Shabbos. When Hashem returns us to Israel, it will be as if it's in a dream. Our mouths shall be filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. If in the future we're supposed to be full of laughter, full of joy, why not start now in the present? trying to have herself full more of joy, have more fill of joy and humor and laughter in our lives, especially when it is the right way. Of course, our Chatzadikim talks about when Hashem returns fully with us to Zion, it'll be a great joy with great humor, with great laughter. We should be Zohar that that should come upon us very soon. And they talk about in Gemara Shabbos how laughter, tears that come from laughter are good for the eyes, good for the body as well. And Gemara Shabbos also talks about later, earlier on, on Lamed Amid Bet, that laughter, it is praiseworthy. Laughter is commendable. It is good to be involved in laughter. And Hashem laughs, Kaviachal, with the righteous in the world to come. Because laughter and humor can be bringing a sense of being that we can infuse our days with, including longing for a future where our days will be full of laughter and full of good cheer. And a person should make sure to use laughter for the good way, for the good aspects, to help them serve Hashem, to help them feel rejuvenated and to feel happy in life. Or Chassadikim points out also, but don't use it in an evil way, in a bad way to dissuade people or to put people down and not to make people go in an evil path. And of course, not to be too frivolous or too involved in bad aspects. Laughter is something that's good. It should help us rejoice. It should bring light to our life, but not to make others stumble or to make almost others fall. God forbid we want it to be used in a good way. And we should know, though, there is a famous phrase, by the way, I'm not quoting an example. I don't know exactly where I heard it from, but one joke can repel a hundred admonitions.
A person can hear an amazing musr from a great rabbi, and one kid can say a, a bad joke and just throw off the whole lecture. It reminds me of the idea when we used to have musr schmoozes on Thursday night, and when people wouldn't take it seriously, they'd snicker aside afterwards, and the whole musr would be lost on that person. It's such a waste, such a chaval, such a shame. What a shame. One joke can repel a hundred admonitions. You have to be careful with the laughter, careful with the joking, and careful with the humor that it should be used and utilized in the right way. Laughter is a tool that could be used for good or evil. Be very careful with it, as it is easy to do so much harm and destruction with it. I'll say it again. If you have to use these things in shows and movies and television or books, then it's really not funny at all. If slapstick is the only way to get the, the laugh, then really it's not funny. Really, they're not a humorous person or a humorous writer. A good comic, a good writer can do jokes without having to put anyone down, without having to put iffy content or iffy or bad vulgar words or vulgar situations or vulgar settings. A good comic, a good writer, a funny person can be naturally funny without having to go to any dark roots. The Gemara talks about also how from the time the temple was destroyed, there's no more laughter before God, not as an ever-presence thing, but still in our life we could bring it to ourselves if it can have lasting value because the laughter of the fool has no value. But when we use laughter in a good way, not in a foolish way, it can have good aspects and good elements to help us in our life. As we look at Rashi and Koalas, and Koalas talking about the laughter of the fool has no purpose and no helpful aspect or usable aspect in life. Of course, don't pray out of laughter. Don't pray out of lightheadedness, depending on how Lacha points out. And make sure that don't do things that bring laughter upon yourself. And of course, people shouldn't laugh at you for things, but in general, don't do things that make embarrassment come on your head, that you're a commendable person, an upstanding person, that you bring Kiddush Hashem to this world, that we're serving the king, as our Chassadikim points out, that we are commanded to do so in this life. Laughter can be dangerous. Laughter can be damaging if used in mean ways and bad ways, especially if with the wrong mindset and not used to help and uplift we want it to be that there's good laughter in the world. A person who's able to laugh away a single care can be said to have a, had life's desire accomplished by heaven, as the Shekel HaKodesh points out. Approaching life with proper laughter can ease the worries and the struggles and make you feel contentment in your soul. It really becomes a natural antidote, and it can cheer up a person, bringing humor into your life. As the Orachim points out in Vayikra, it can cheer up a person. It can make a person feel less morose, less miserly, and it can help them feel less depressed. There are so many aspects, physiological, cognitive, emotional, that is great that they could be involved in. Of course, don't take your missions lightly. Don't take it as a joke. We know about Gechazim, Elisha's assistant, that... Uh, Alicia sent him on the way to try to revive the boy. And the very famous example of the person who had a kid and the kid passed away. And Alicia tries to send Gechazi to, to revive him. Gechazi, the, the commentaries point out, Gechazi goes and says, I'm going to revive this person. You see the stick? My master is Alicia. He didn't take his mission lightly. And, and in different cases also with Naaman, the general who got Saras, Gechazi shows his greed. He, he usurps the whole idea of Kiddush Hashem and takes payment. He took his mission very lightly and considered it as a joke. He was there for unsuccessful in his mission. You can't be light-hearted and light 
light held in life. You have to be serious in your avodas Hashem. You have to want to do chesed and be involved in Torah learning and do mitzvos. You have to do what you can to make sure to do your light, to do your mission and not, not take it lightly and not be involved in a joke, but make sure to work yourself that the aspect of life is serious. You're doing what you can to make the world a better place. Don't go about life in a lighthearted way. Don't go about life with joking way, but make sure to be involved in being an upstanding citizen, being involved in Torah and Chesed, being an Eved Hashem, but make sure to bring humor into your life, to do what you can to uplift the world with humor and to be involved in a joyful way. You know, Perkei talks about how we're supposed to greet every person with a smile, with a a calm demeanor with a pleasant demeanor with a smile on the face and to do what we can to help out we don't want to be involved with life taking it as a joke god forbid or to treat things with contempt god forbid using things for your own entertainment as gamar sanhedrin points out but we want to make sure that we approach life with humor and laughter don't take life as a joke, but approach life not to take it too seriously. Be a serious Evan Hashem, but not to take things that happen too seriously. Uh, we appreciate everything that Hashem gives us. Infuse humor into your life, meaning use humor in the right way. Help those around us feel better. Greet life with a with a laugh, to take what comes with you with strive, laughing to Cheer yourself up, cheer others up also can be helpful. Laughter could be good as a response to different things if done in the right manner. A joyful person is one that people want to be around when you have that kind of disposition. Sometimes it's our reaction, our responses, or an outlook that could put a positive spin on things. We could have the same stimulus, but have different responses. Laughter and humor can be a sense of being to infuse our days with. It could be used for good or evil. Make sure to use it for good. Laughter can be dangerous if used in da- damaging ways with the wrong mindset, but using with proper aspects to alleviate the worries and the struggles in life, using it to make our lives lighter and greater, especially when we use it in a kosher comic kind of a way, it's a great idea for us to be involved. You know, Lev Sameach Yitav Gehev Aruch Garem. And it's good to have laughter in life. It's good to have humor in life. It's good to make sure that we have good comedy, true comedy, comedy that's kosher, kosher comic and kosher comedy. Again, my friend Ellie Leibowitz is excellent, L-E-B-O-W-I-C-Z. Ashley Blaker is amazing, B-L-A-K-E-R, Mordechai Schmutter, S. C-H-M-U-T-T-E-R, I believe, or S-H-M-U-T-T-E-R. Jularius is hilarious on H.com. And there's so many ways to go about this. And I myself, when I read books on Chavis and I only use Jewish books, and there's a lot of funny stuff written into them often, even in a mystery, even in a novel, even suspense. There are those funny books that come out from different aspects, Feldheim and Art Scroll, Menucha Publishers, my favorite publisher currently, and Sufta, Israel Bookshop. They have great books, great novels, great great humor, different newspapers. You know, there's Bina, and there's Hamodiah, and there's Mishpacha, there's Jewish Press, and Jewish Link, and Kachabas, and Jewish Home. There's all these stuff, and they all have humor section. These are great kosher, clean comedy out there. Find the kosher comics, find the kosher humor, and if you must, must go to non-Jewish. There are non-Jewish comics who are clean, it's called. They don't use vulgarity, they don't use cursing, they don't use bad situations. Find the kosher comedy, bring the kosher humor to your life, uplift your life. You can use the humor, you can use the comedy, but keep it clean and keep 
keep it aspects that are great. Keep it uplifting and bring it into your life. Humor can be great, but remember, a lot of things in life I could tell you, hey, that's not funny. If it needs to put you down, needs to use vulgarity or bad situations or bad elements, it's really not funny. So find the good humor. Use the good humor. Be that funny person with a good sense of humor that's clean, kosher, and uplifting. You can really uplift all those around you and all the people around you, making the world an even better, more funny, and more uplifted place. This has been Tani Talks Radio, the show in the sheer where we talk a topic for the week to... Bring the audience for them to keep. I am reachable at maximum tee7 at gmail.com. God willing, join us next week where we talk a topic for the week for audience members to keep here on Tani Talks Radio. And I'm your host, Tani.